It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I made some comments earlier this week about BYU and name, image, and likeness funding that I would like to see BYU change. A couple of you had responses that made me kind of reconsider my position on it. We're talking about that. We're also talking about BYU and Wyoming. The reignition of a long-standing rivalry in football happened previously. In basketball, it begins tomorrow. We'll talk about all that ahead on today's show. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, Just by way of introduction, we are your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. And today's title sponsors are friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app today, create an account, and use the promo code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. All right, let's get to work on. On today's show, let's talk a little about name, image, and likeness and where BYU stands with regards to taking care of their athletes. Now, I did an episode earlier this week, it, it published, I believe, Tuesday night. It was uh, ostensibly our Wednesday edition of the podcast, where I talked about the Christmas wish list I had for the BYU football program and BYU athletics in general. And I made a comment on there that if you see BYU more fully embrace name, image, and likeness, or NIL, as most people know it out there in the college sports universe. I I said I feel like BYU has got the resources, the funding, etc. to really be a player if they want to be, and I'd like to see them expand upon that. Well, a few of you, and I got this via social media, some of you in your YouTube comments, also an email from some of the listeners out there that I kind of fired back and pushed back on my thoughts on name, image, and likeness. Now, uh, the overall thought from uh, most of you in terms of pushing back on my thought was that you were kind of pointing out that Kalani Satake as well as other coaches for Brigham Young University have pointed out that BYU needs to stand for something more than just the biggest paycheck they can give to an athlete. And I can wholeheartedly endorse that because BYU is bigger than, yes, uh, signing a guy uh, to a, a record-breaking NIL deal just to get him to come play at your university potentially for just one season. I, I get that whole thought process with it. And that's where I kind of want to start today's conversation is that, yes, BYU is always going to have to kind of stand out from the crowd because of the unique aspects of what Brigham Young University is. It's a faith-based institution with a key focus on undergraduate education and has aspirations of competing at the highest level level of collegiate sports. This is a uh, football program that has got a national championship. There's not many football programs relative who have that national championship trophy or trophies uh, in their display case, but BYU does have one, and they'd like nothing more than to be able to compete for that. Now, in the current... uh, 
climate or however the universe of college sports and college football in particular, how it stands right now, yes, you're going to need to have NIL resources to take care of your athletes. We had uh, Kelly Papinga, BYU special teams coordinator, as well as defensive ends coach on DJ and PK, the show I produce on a daily basis for the KSL Sports Zone in Salt Lake City. And he pointed out the fact that uh, we're not going to go out there, he's speaking of BYU, and publish what every guy is going to be making via NIL. We said, we are taking care of our athletes. And I wholeheartedly believe that they are taking care of their athletes NIL-wise. In fact, I've talked about on this podcast that BYU is absolutely doing everything within their power uh, to make sure that all of the athletes inside the BYU football program and expanding out beyond that to different athletics programs in the BYU athletic department are being taken care of NIL-wise. But... My concern is that if football is truly the wild, wild west that I believe it to be and many uh, people out there are reporting it to be with regards to NIL, BYU is going to have to get in and be more competitive in the sphere if they want to get elite talent into the football program. We all know that talent ultimately wins in football and most sports. You have the best athletes, typically you're going to win the most, and uh, more than likely you're going to win a national championship. Is BYU ever going to be Alabama? Is it going to be Georgia? Is it even going to be a a program the caliber of a Michigan? No, I I don't believe BYU will ever be that because of the unique aspects of what BYU is. But I would hope that BYU is going to be willing uh, to pony up just a little bit more for their football program. Now, as it goes, kind of flies in the face of what Kalani Satake has talked about. He said, if we've got a young man who's coming here simply just for a paycheck or uh, to get paid, that's not going to work out because BYU is unique. And yes, you do need to have athletes who buy into the mission of BYU, are willing to abide and live by the honor code, uh, the the uh, statutes, whatever you want to term it, uh, set forth there. They've also got to be able to hold up academically at Brigham Young University, which is a very, very uh, uh, tough school academically uh, to keep up with for a number of athletes, especially considering the time commitment they have to make to their individual sports. But yes, if BYU finds an athlete who kind of measures up and is exactly or kind of fits what BYU is looking for in terms of their overall athlete, and it comes down simply to, okay, I'm willing to do this, but I've got offer over here for this amount of money. If you can make it worth my while financially, I'm willing to come to BYU. I would hope the BYU will step up to the plate and do that. And, uh, that's, I guess, kind of where the, the rub is. I think a number of you thought that I was simply saying the BYU should kind of toss all of their, uh, I guess, uh, I don't know, standards, uh, probably for lack of a better term, to the side and go all in on just saying, we're an NIL powerhouse. You come here, you're going to make this amount of money, this is what we're willing to do. I don't believe BYU will ever get to that level because I just, like I said, it's it's a unique university and it's obviously got its mission and uh, it's going to do its absolute darndest to live up uh, to what it aspires to be. But this is a athletics department in a university that wants nothing more than to have their athletics department, most notably football, be on the national stage. And that is going to take, I think, some added investment in the NIL sphere. And I would hope that BYU will be willing to do a little bit more with regards to NIL moving forward to help further that mission. So. Hopefully that makes sense. I feel like I kind of made a roundabout way of explaining my position on it while uh, both agreeing with you guys and explaining why I guess I have a different uh, thought process on this. But like I said, I do think you need to have athletes, the vast majority of them, if not all of them, who believe in what BYU is all about and are willing to uh, essentially 
abide by what BYU is and stands for. And if that is the case, and essentially it comes down to, okay, I'm willing to do this, I'm willing to come to BYU, but I need to have it financially worth my while, that is where I hope a BYU can be a little more flexible on the NIL front and hopefully invest a little bit more heavily. So uh, take that for what it's worth. I, maybe I'm uh, up in the night and I'd love to uh, solicit your feedback once again. And maybe we agree, maybe we still disagree. I'd like to see what you guys have for me and let me know. If, that, if my explanation makes sense, let me know. If it uh, seems like complete bull junk, as Coach uh, Deion Sanders likes to say, let me know as well. I always solicit your feedback, uh, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter on social media. Drop it a note uh, on YouTube if you're watching this online, or drop us an email, lockedonbyu at gmail.com, or better yet, sign up for our subtext community and simply send me a text and let me know your thoughts on it. I'd love uh, for you guys to weigh in more on the show and Obviously, uh, it's kind of a, a unique time in college athletics, and BYU is trying to navigate it as best they can, obviously, along with the, all the other p- football programs and athletic departments out there in the college athletics universe. And it's not easy. I will acknowledge that, but I do think BYU can help themselves out just ever so slightly if they're willing to embrace it a little more heavily based on what I perceive it to be right now for BYU. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll flip over to BYU basketball. They wrap up their non conference slated games and they Bring an old foe uh, back into the Marriott Center. Uh, the last time uh, this, these two teams got together, the Wyoming Cowboys and BYU, there was a guy named Jimmer uh, that was on the court. It was his final home game, if I'm not mistaken, in a BYU uniform uh, in his crazy, uh, legendary career. We'll talk about the reignition of what has been a very, very strong rivalry for decades. And does it mean that uh, some of the emotions of BYU ultimately going independent, joining the West Coast Conference, and uh, spurning? the Mountain West, have some of those emotions thawed. We'll talk about all that as we continue on right here on Locked On Cougars. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Now, Game Time is here for you guys to get you out to the events you want to go to. Whether it's music, sports, comedy, theater events, anything near you, they have got the options for you guys with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat inside the app itself, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. They want you guys to have the best experience possible, and like like they said, take the guesswork of having to worry about, okay, are the seats going to be good? Are we able to see the stage, or are we able to have a good view of what... Uh, event we're going to. They want to make sure that's all taken care of for you. So simply put, you can just focus on the fun you're going to have at the event you're going to. They have uh, the game time guarantee, which means you always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section in a row for less money, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. That is their promise. The best part is you can download the game time app today and get started. Create an account. Use the promo code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-C-O O-L-L-E-G-E, Locked On College, for $20 off right now. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. want to remind you guys that Locked On uh, has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel 
right now. All right, BYU basketball, ranked number 14 in the country, uh, riding high right now with an 11-1 record, looking to make it 12-1 tomorrow afternoon when the Wyoming Cowboys come to Provo. Uh, it's been a long time since these programs have played in basketball. In fact, the last time they did play was Jimmerford Detts, a senior year uh, at BYU way back when. Uh, was that 12 years ago now? Crazy to consider that, but nonetheless, looking forward to this because Wyoming, and we, we talked about this when BYU played Wyoming in football not too long ago. Wyoming was one of the teams in the Mountain West Conference when BYU exited that conference and went independent in football and ultimately uh, landed the rest of their sports in the West Coast Conference that was very very upset. Tom Berman, their longtime AD, was overheard to say that we're not scheduling BYU in anything for, and they didn't for a good long while, obviously. Uh, but BYU got a, a football series back on the docket. They will make a trip to Laramie uh, upcoming uh, September 14th of next year. It's crazy to think we're just three days away from 2024, but September 14th, 2024, BYU will make their return to War Memorial Stadium there in Laramie, Wyoming. And then uh, this game, uh, according to Mark Pope, we talked with him yesterday during media availability. This is part of a two-game deal between the Cowboys and BYU. And Mark Pope pointed to the fact that maybe uh, the, the the legendary nature of this rivalry is lost on all of the players on both sides of this because just they haven't played each other in so long. But he pointed out the fact that nobody, he said, I think his exact term was, nobody in their right mind or nobody at all wants to go to Laramie to play basketball. And that's what I want to do. I want to take my guys and get them out of their comfort zone and they will make that return trip, like he mentioned, next year during their non-conference slated basketball games. And that's actually, uh, I think, an admirable thing uh, for him to be willing to do that because, like he he said, nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to go to the Arena Auditorium in Laramie, Wyoming in the dead of winter, uh, have to deal with all the snow, the howling wind, whatever it may be, up there on the high plains and play the Wyoming Cowboys at 7220, 7,220 feet. They plaster it everywhere there in Laramie, Wyoming. And if you have made this trip uh, to Laramie, know exactly what I'm talking about. Any of you have driven I-80 I know what I'm talking about at the same time. But it's a big opportunity for BYU tomorrow. Uh, most notably, to get back uh, into action. They've had some time off. I've been practicing uh, off and on uh, during this holiday period. They allowed the players to go home and spend time with their families or travel, as Ali Khalifa said that he traveled with a friend to San Diego to spend the Christmas holiday uh, down there in California. They all got back together earlier this week, and the hope is that BYU will be able to avoid any type of rust and be able to handle their business against a veteran-laden Wyoming team. And this is a big test for BYU because Wyoming Wyoming is going to come in here thinking, okay, we got a chance to really uh, stake claim uh, to getting a big win over the 14th ranked team in the country. BYU cannot afford to let their eyes slip and wander on to uh, next week when BYU officially opens Big 12 play against Cincinnati. You cannot do that. The other question is, okay, uh, Mark Pope said that Fuseni Traore practiced for the first time since his injury in late November yesterday, and that is a positive uh, for BYU to have Big Fuse uh, practicing once again. But he was very hesitant to uh, put any potential timeline on Big Foose's uh, return to action. The hope is, I would hope, is for the uh, uh, is for the game against Cincinnati when BYU kicks off Big 12 play. But it sounds like outside of that, uh, BYU is feeling like Jackson Robinson is going to be full go against Wyoming. That's good to have him back out there. And then obviously the status of both Dawson Baker and Marcus Adams Jr. as they continue to kind of nurse along and come back from injuries, they will be a key, I guess, uh, wild card 
guards in all of this for the BYU basketball program. But I, for one, I'm a guy who grew up in the WAC and Mountain West eras, and for whatever reason, I had a fascination with the BYU-Wyoming rivalry. There's the famous quote from Lavelle Edwards Stadium, I'd rather lose and uh, I'd rather lose and live in Provo than win and live in Laramie. It's from like the 19, is it 1980? 283, if I recall correctly, when they lost up there against the Cowboys. And uh, these are two fan bases that uh, essentially love to loathe each other. And I'm looking forward to this one. It's a big opportunity for BYU to finish off non-conference play in positive fashion. It'll be a 4 o'clock tip. It's actually a really great uh, tip-off time if you've got younger kids who may not be able to hack uh, staying up uh, for 8 or a 7 o'clock tip on any other night. So great opportunity. I would encourage all y'all, if you happen to have an opportunity to get out uh, to uh, the Marriott Center and enjoy that game. Would love for you guys to get out there because it's a it's a fun time. It's obviously a, it's a holiday weekend. Uh, number of people. I'm sure you have family still in town. I've been dealing with family all week and events and all that type of stuff. Uh, and the best part is it's a great opportunity to go watch BYU basketball play. And we'll see how they handle their business. But uh, I'm looking forward to seeing BYU back, essentially as full strength as it can be. All things considered right now. I, and Mark Pope also talked about this. He's been hoping all season long to really be able to play uh, two bigs on the floor at any given time. And he said that may just very well not be the case this year because of the injuries to Fuseni Traore. Ali Khalifa, as he mentioned yesterday, I'm still injured. He's dealing with that knee injury. He's got that big knee brace on his knee, and he's kind of laboring up and down the court still. But uh, I think that BYU has found options, and hopefully... This Wyoming game will give them the opportunity. So I got a little bit of an itch in my nose, trying to avoid sneezing live on air. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, I think it's a big opportunity for BYU to finish off non-conference play in a positive fashion, sit at 12-1, and one, and then it's on. It, it, it really gets real next week as Cincinnati comes to Provo to kick off Big 12 play. Looking forward to this because we've been waiting uh, throughout this all non-conference slate long saying, okay, let's see how legit BYU is. Well, guess what? When Big 12 play begins, that is about as legit as it's going to get. We had Ken Palmer I alluded to. We had a conversation with some of the some of the people we have on my radio station each week. We had Ken Palmer on with DJ and PK, and he talked about the fact that the Big 12, you get to 500 record, he felt like, for BYU, that's enough to get them into the big dance, into the NCAA tournament. That's how tough it's going to be. So there's quite literally very few quote-unquote nights off in Big 12 play. There's so many quality programs here. So, got to get this one out of the way. Cannot overlook the Wyoming Cowboys, the animus that may exist there between the two programs. Sure, that, that's that's one thing. But BYU's got to focus on the here and now. Handle Wyoming, and then full attention goes to Big 12 play and the Cincinnati Bearcats, and it's on. Uh, we'll really start to kind of, I think, focus in on this podcast as football uh, kind of hits a little bit of a lull before National Signing Day. We're going to start digging a little more heavily into basketball. So those of you who are hoop heads who have been hoping that I was going to talk a little bit more about basketball, well, it's coming. And obviously 2024, the new year, going to be here on deck. So we'll have plenty of coverage for you guys and get ready for it. It's going to be a really, really fun uh, run through the Big 12. The first run ever at the, I should say, a number of you pointed out, the Power 4 level, and in this case basketball right now, it's still Power 6 level, uh, to see how they do. And I, I cannot wait. It's a big, big opportunity because this BYU basketball team is really impressed all season long. Can they continue to build upon that going in uh, to 
uh, 20, uh, 2024 now, I guess. Wow, crazy. It just uh, seems like so far in my mind away, but it's really so close. And uh, we'll see how things pan out for BYU basketball. All right, uh, so uh, we'll finish up today's show with flipping back over to BYU football for a minute. A couple of notes on some guys and their uh, post-eligibility uh, uh, careers. Uh, guys looking at the pro ranks. Also, BYU transfer portal. A number of guys have exited this football program, speaking of Kalani Satake's program, in recent years. How did they perform this past year? Well, by and large, uh, BYU may have... uh, may have won with some of these guys exiting the football program. That sounds bad, but we'll explain as we continue on right here on Locked on Cougars. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Now, FanDuel has been with us all uh, season long in football, and that's why as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot with our friends at FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Simple as that, my friends. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action and do it today. The app is super easy to use. They've got a number of daily specials that are available to you guys every single day, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and many, many more. And hey, if football's not for you, basketball's out there for you guys. I'm sure they got baseball futures, whatever it is that gets you going in the sports betting universe. FanDuel has got the option for you guys. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and have some fun this NFL or whatever other season you're into uh, right now. And the best part is, once again, you can start at fanduel.com slash locked on and have some fun this NFL season with FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Perry Homes. Now, we've talked a lot about Perry Homes, and they're one of our great local sponsors. Whether you're looking for your first home, you're ready to upgrade to your dream home, Perry Homes has got a house for you, everybody. For 50 years, Perry, home, Perry Homes has been Utah's premier home builder with communities throughout the state. they got many communities, home designs, and price points to meet your needs as a consumer. They have beautiful communities in Davis, Salt Lake, Tooele, and Utah counties along the Wasatch Front. Also, multiple communities in Washington County near St. George if you want to move down to Red Rock Country. They offer over 50 and home designs from Ramblers to two stories to townhomes. They will find the right option for you. They will sit down with you and make sure you're taken care of. They even have quick moving homes available if you're ready to make the move now. So get on it today, my friends, and visit PerryHomesUtah.com to see what's new in Utah's finest neighborhoods. That's Perry, P-E-R-R-Y, PerryHomesUtah.com to learn more now. For 50, year, uh, for 50 years, Utah's been coming home to Perry Homes. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your day, everybody. If you've not signed up already, please join our subtext community. It's a great way to literally uh, have a text conversation with me about anything about the show, anything you've got questions about with regards to BYU sports. It's simple as sending a text message to me, and obviously we can have a direct uh, link. Uh, there's a 14-day free trial. It's $4.99 a month thereafter. It supports the podcast directly, puts uh, money into my travel budget uh, for this upcoming football season uh, in 2024. Uh, big thanks to all of you, by the way. Way, who made it possible this past year for me, me to be able to go to Big 12 Media Days as well as BYU's Big 12 opener at Kansas. The hope is uh, via this and other means we'll be able to expand the, the travel budget this year, maybe travel a little more heavily, uh, but obviously it, it, it relies on you guys. So uh, obviously your support of the podcast in general, consuming it, whether you listen to it via uh, podcast apps like Apple or Spotify or you watch it on YouTube, 
all of that does contribute financially, but this is just one more facet. If you want to join the subtext community, there's a link in the show notes uh, wherever you get this podcast. Uh, just enter your number, fill out a couple of pieces of information, and you're off and rolling. You can directly uh, communicate with me via text message on your phone. All right, a couple of notes before we go on today's show is congratulations to Keaton Slovis. He was named officially uh, a member of, or not a member, uh, uh, but uh, a participant in the 2024 East-West Shrine Bowl. Now, this is an opportunity for Keaton to prove that he's back healthy. Obviously, had an elbow injury that knocked him out for the final month of BYU season and uh, in some ways doomed their chances getting to bowl eligibility. But uh, we cannot discount the fact that he had a, 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 a better than 500 record as BYU starting quarterback. He led them to their five wins of the season, and now he will look for what he's uh, capable of doing at the pro ranks. Does he ultimately uh, get drafted in the NFL? I don't think so. I think he'd have to go the undrafted free agent route and see uh, what he's capable of doing. But uh, Keaton, uh, similar to the conversation we had earlier today, uh, came to BYU, was taken care of financially via NIL at BYU. I can assure you of that. But it wasn't about NIL for him coming to BYU. So uh, there is a financial component to all the NIL stuff, but a guy like Keaton Slovis, he bought into what the culture is around BYU, and I think that positively impacted uh, the BYU football program. That's more You need more of those guys. Uh, hopefully a little more talent and overall uh, dynamicism is that still a word I can use? Uh, just want that dynamic ability as an athlete to impact the BYU football program. Guys like Keaton Slovis, you need guys like that in your football program, and hopefully BYU can scoop up a few more of them as time moves along here. Also, congratulations to Jaron Hall. He's back in the starting uh, position with the Minnesota Vikings. He'll be going up against former Utah State quarterback Jordan Love. Uh, crazy to think that two guys that played uh, uh, college football here in the state of Utah are going head-to-head. It'll be uh, on Sunday. Uh, January 31st. Looking forward to this one. Uh, Jaron obviously had his one previous start uh, cut short for the Vikings due to a concussion suffered in that game. The hope is he'll be able to avoid that and obviously show what he's capable of against the Packers. Uh, the Vikings have had a really tumultuous up and down season and uh, him going in there and having a good showing I think would do a lot of good things for BYU. And also one other note, uh, BYU women's basketball actually kicks off Big 12 play tomorrow afternoon. Uh, they'll be uh, tipping off in uh, Fort worth against TCU. The undefeated uh, Horned Frogs uh, ranked number 23 in the country. BYU going down there with their young, uh, talented squad looking to spring an upset in Fort Worth at the Showmayer Arena. Uh, Showmayer, right? Yeah, there you go. 3 o'clock uh, tip-off. That'll be on BYU Radio 107.9 FM. Also uh, Big 12 now on ESPN Plus streaming-wise. And then obviously BYU Men's Basketball a 4 o'clock tip uh, as they take on the Wyoming Cowboys. And one other event happening tomorrow night Uh, It is BYU's blue and white game for the men's volleyball uh, season upcoming. That'll be at 7 o'clock in the Smith Fieldhouse. Free admission to anybody who wants to go out and watch. Obviously, men's volleyball is really, really fun stuff. High-flying action, quite literally. And uh, BYU men's volleyball, always a national contender every single year. Now, uh, a great piece was done uh, as we finish off today's show on Cougs Daily, the tw- uh, Sports Illustrated site uh, about uh, from Casey Lundquist, talking about transfers out of the BYU football program uh, in recent years, how they fared in 2023. And I'm not going to read the entire list of players because a number of them are guys I had completely 
completely forgotten. Uh, even we're at BYU for a time. That probably sounds bad, but nonetheless, it is what it is. But uh, by and large, BYU has lost some guys who have made impacts. I think the two most notable names I would point to are Dallin Holker, who went on to have a really, really fine season, was a finalist uh, for the John Mackey Award, which goes to the nation's top tight end. He's already declared for the NFL draft. Uh, a lot of people out there, as he was doing his thing for uh, Colorado State this past year, said, well, what could he have done in a BYU uniform? You know what? Uh, it is what it is. He ultimately made the decision to leave BYU and uh, had a really, really fine season at Colorado State. And he was probably the best uh, uh, of the losses for BYU via the portal. The other one would be Gabe Judy Lally. Obviously, it was a, a fine player for BYU at cornerback in his lone season as a Cougar. Had a family situation, if I recall correctly, uh, necessitate he looked for a new program. Ultimately, transfers back east to Tennessee. We actually finished uh, the season as a starter for the Volunteers. Uh, I think he started 10 games. Uh, what I saw from uh, Casey's uh, thing at 10 games. Uh, the start, start of the last 10 games at cornerback, 25 tackles, 3 pass breakups, and 1 interception. Those are the two best of BYU's uh, portal losses. And now, beyond that, Keenan Peely, okay, was a very fine linebacker for BYU. Played in one game before he suffered a season-ending injury for the Volunteers. Uh, the Barrington brothers, okay, they had a decent season. Both of them started all 13, or it's not 13, 12 games for the Bears, uh, but ultimately the performance necessitated a change at offensive coordinator. The guy that they went to, the two guys they went to go play for at Baylor in uh, Jeff Grimes and Eric Mateos are no longer there. Clark is going to be participating, I think, in the East-West Shrine game as well, similar to Keaton Slovis, while Campbell will be uh, playing for a new coaching staff uh, in the remaining time he has on his eligibility clock. But beyond that, really, a lot of guys that BYU was like, okay, that wasn't bad. Tate Romney had 52 tackles this past year for Arizona State. Not bad. Uh, also, Logan Fano uh, was off to a great start for Utah at defensive end, but then suffered yet another ACL injury that cost him a season. Will he ever get back to the level he's capable of playing at? He had 14 tackles, three and a half sacks in uh, sparse action uh, for Utah before being lost for the season. But outside of that, really, uh, the other names on this list, BYU uh, lost a lot of guys to the transfer portal in recent years. But in all honesty, BYU needed to free up some roster slots. And the vast majority of the rest of these guys on this list, you can look at them. Dean Jones, Isaiah Perez, Corbin Green, Talentogiai, man. Uh, let's see, uh, Mac Olosio, Vaisoy Fua. They, are just, they didn't make any impacts at any of the programs, uh, seemingly, they, they went to. Some of them saw some uh, garbage time, and maybe they end up uh, being impact players down the road. But BYU, I think, has uh, done a, a fairly good job, I think, of weeding out guys that aren't going to hack it at this level for BYU, while at the same time replacing those players with players who are capable of contributing at the Power 4 football level. So um, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting uh, debate, uh, how many guys you lose versus how how many guys you gain, but really all it comes down to is did you win more than you lost via the transfer portal? I can say with I feel like 100% certainty that BYU has won far more than they have lost in the transfer portal of late, and that should uh, encourage you uh, as a BYU fan, in my personal opinion. All right, so there you go. That's what I got for you guys on this uh, Friday edition of the podcast. I've got an idea of a podcast I'd like to do once BYU and Wyoming uh, wrap up tomorrow evening. If I have the uh, time to do it, I'll sit down and do it. I kind of essentially want to kind of look back in the non-conference slate. What did we learn about BYU basketball and what can we take uh, from the non-conference slate as BYU now turns their attention uh, to Big 12 play? And then Monday, it's New Year's. We're going to do a show on Monday. I've got another a fun idea. Do you know how many, years, you know how many times BYU's played on New Year's Day in a 
in a bowl game? Well, that'd be exactly once. Many of you might recall 1997 in that Cotton Bowl. Uh, what will it take for BYU to get back uh, to playing on January 1st, the, one of the more hallowed days on the college football postseason calendar? May not necessarily as hallowed as it once was, but still a significant day. What will it take for BYU to get back to playing at that level? Well, we're going to talk about that on a Monday edition of the podcast. So uh, stay with us all weekend long. We'll have plenty of coverage for you guys on Wyoming and the like. And obviously, we'll be uh, turning our attention a little more heavily to BYU basketball and their first foray in a Big 12 play coming up next week. So stick with us. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. And obviously, thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network once again. And until next time, my friends, this has been the Locked On Cougars Podcast. See ya. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.